Well, let's dive into the Word of God. I want to talk to you for a few moments. We have been on a journey starting last Sunday. We've been talking about the Christmas season, and, and, we, and we talked last week, uh, if you were with us, about the anticipation of, the, of Advent. You know, as we look into the Christmas season and what's coming um, before us, you know, that we look into Christmas with a, with a, with a spirit of, of anticipation, that we look forward to the coming Messiah, that we, we, we're looking forward to that. And, and we talked about how we need to prepare ourselves for that and prepare our hearts for the, for the, for the arrival of the Lord. And, and during this Christmas season, it's very important for us for, not to get sidetracked, not, not to get derailed because we see just another Christmas season, another year gone by. But, but really, let it be significant in your life. Let it be life-changing in your spirit and, and let it transform you that this Christmas season that is not just another Christmas, but let it be different. Let it be something that you really open your heart and open your minds, you know, besides the, the Christmas lights and besides the decorations and besides the presents under the tree, that we look really the importance, the significance about Christmas is all about. Because sometimes through the, the, the busyness of life, sometimes we get sidetracked and we, and we lose sight of what's important. And it happens every year to many of us because we are, we're trying to you know, deliver something that we're not capable of doing and, and, the, and the pressure of society, the commercials and, you know, and, and you go through social media, everybody's having a good time except for you, you know, and it feels like, man, I, I'm missing something. But, but that's what pressure does to us. And, and all around us, but let us focus what's important, and that's the, uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And, 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 we, and we emphasize on that, um, the anticipation of the Lord. But today, I want to speak to you for a moment about the, the awe of Advent, you know, that, the, the awe of, uh, the, uh, um, of Advent in our life. And, and as we gather today to embrace the season of Advent, a season rich with wonders and amazements, and, you know, let us consider a profound question. When was the last time you were truly awe of our God? He said, man, you know, that, that really have a, his wonders and so on have really struck my heart. That really have struck my life. And I want you to think about those moments when you stood before a, 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 a magnificent painting or, or, or heard of a piece of music and that, that stirred your soul or, or witnessed the splendor of colors of a sunset. Recall the sense of all that, that deep, overwhelming feeling. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a feeling that, according to the Wall Street Journal, has significant importance in our life. Studies have shown that this feeling of awe and the, and the experience that inspire it brings about numerous benefits from strong health to, to improve relationships. When we're in awe of something, you know, you know, you know and, and, and anything in life that you go, man, that is marvelous. It's, it brings a newness in our life, something that, that you've never experienced before, something you have never seen before. You know, it, it kind of renews your spirit, renews your life. It, it renews your perspective in life when you see something for the very first time that you go, man, I've never seen that before. And, and, and that's what's important that we keep in mind during this Christmas season, uh, uh, the marvelous or the awe of, of Advent. 
that we see it in, in, a, in a new perspective, in the new view, like, like you've seen it and experienced it for the very first time in your life. And, and when you carry that mindset and you carry that attitude in your heart, in your life, man, that you can view the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you see the, the Christmas season from a different, different point of view in our life. That's what we're talking about. These all experiences have the power to make us more generous, humble, uh, trusting, and, and can even help us to combat depression. Elizabeth ben, uh, uh, Bernstein uh, describes awe as an, an emotional response to something vast, and it challenges and expands our way of seeing the, the world. She goes on to say that researchers have found that all minimizes our individual identity and attunes us to things bigger than ourselves. Because you know what? When you see something that is bigger and, and all on your life, you realize, man, that the insignificance of our life, that you said, man, there is something greater out there. You know, that there's something more marvelous out there that I cannot explain it, but I know that it's there. And, and it happens in, in our life. And, and let us apply this to our spiritual lives as well. You know, if earthly wonders can elect such an awe and, and transformative effects, imagine the awe that we should feel in the presence of our God Almighty. You know, if, if going to Disney impresses you and seeing their light show, imagine what, what, what heaven must look like. You know, that the awesomeness or the presence of God, there is nothing in this world that is more wonderful. There is nothing in this world that is more beautiful. There is nothing in this world more majestic than our Lord Jesus Christ. When you experience God in a spiritual way, it will change your perspective and it changes your life. You're never the same again. You never walk the same again. You never talk the same again. Because you, when you experience the encounter of God in your life, you cannot remain the same. You cannot walk the same. You can't talk like you used to talk. When you have an encounter with the living God in your life, it changes everything from inside out. It's a total transformation. It's an, it's an incredible experience when people can, can relate to your excitement. They can't relate. Why, why do you want to go to church on a Sunday morning? Well, why do you want to go to church all the time? Well, buddy, you don't understand. You, you, have, you don't understand what the Lord has done for me. You don't understand what, how he saved my life. My life was going on the wrong direction. My marriage was falling apart. You don't know what he has done for me. I can't help it. I can't help it but to be grateful. And show generosity and show humbleness before God because of what he has done in my life. And people cannot relate to you. People, people who have not experienced their salvation, they have not experienced a transformation, cannot relate to your enthusiasm and to pa your passion for God. You'd be criticized. You'd be ridiculed because, oh, you know, there he goes again talking about Jesus you can't help it. You can't help it. You know, you can talk about the world, but when you know deep in your heart, and you know who I'm talking to, when you know deep in your heart, he has brought you out of whatever you're going through. Man, it changes your perspective of who he is. And like I shared you last week, I'm not talking about the Jesus you manipulate 
I'm talking about the Jesus who really you serve. Because it's very easy to, to manipulate the Jesus that, that makes us uncomfortable, you know. But I tell you what, when you experience the, the, the awe of God, the marvelous of God that we're talking about, it is amazing. The Bible tells us about the awe of the, of the coming Christ. And I'm going to go through quick this morning. The awe of the coming Christ, you know, as we turn our hearts and minds to the awe of the coming Christ, let us reflect on the profound words of the prophet Isaiah, words that, that echo throughout the ages with a message of hope and wonders, where he says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and to the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Listen, I invite you to ponder these words for they speak to a, of a promise so magnificent, so awe and inspiring that they have the power to transform hearts and minds. Think about it. When you allow the words of God to, to penetrate your heart and penetrate your life, man, it changes who you are. You, you cannot remain the same. What am I so passionate about it? Because he done that for me. He's done it for me. You know, I, I'm telling you because of what I've experienced in my own life. I, at one time, I was going on the wrong direction. Or at one time, I was away from God. At one time in my life, I, I, I was going straight to hell. But when I encountered Jesus in my life, it changes everything about you. Listen, you, people who have been through hell and earth, you appreciate a little bit more. Man, you know, you appreciate, man, if you only knew what I, where I came from, if you only knew what I've been through in my life, I, I can't help but to shout about Jesus. I can't help but to shout about the goodness of God and tell the world how wonderful he is. I tell you what, not until you've been through something, you appreciate things. You know, when people tell you, well, listen, I, I, when you go through stuff and people tell you, well, you know, I, I, I know how you feel. No, they don't. But when you can relate to somebody who's been through what you've been through, you can understand. They can really relate. You know, it's easy when people tell you, well, just get over it. Well, you, how do you know just to get over it? You're not the one going through it. When you're the one going through the pain, when you're the one going through the procedure, when you are the one going through the sickness in your life, in your body, man, it's hard. It's hard, but all you know that I'm holding on to the promises of God. Oh, I know that I'm holding to God. You know, because the Bible tells us in the scripture that, that he should be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. See, a child born to us, a son is given to us. This is no ordinary child. But the very environment of God's love and majesty. In this single verse, we find the depth and breadth of God's plan for humanity unveiled. The title given to, to this promised child, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Those are not just lofty titles. They reveal the character of Jesus Christ. He is 
the wonderful counselor, guiding us with wisdom that surpasses all understanding. That's who he is. He's a wonderful counselor, guiding us through this life that sometimes we don't understand why things happen, but oh, I know that I'm trusting God. I don't know why things happen in my life. Why, why, when, you know, you, here you are minding your own business. You, you're going to church. You, you go, you're serving God. You, you're paying your tithes. And suddenly, bang, something hits you. And you wonder why that happened. We don't know why, why it happened. But oh, I know that God has a plan. Oh, I know that God's going to make me stronger through whatever I'm going through. You know what? That it was not meant to destroy me. It was meant to build me up. It was meant to make me a better person that whatever I'm going through, it was not, God was not intended for you to take you out. But I said, God, whatever that I'm going through, I know that, that you are a wonderful counselor that, that will surpass all understanding. Not only that, but he is the wonderful, he is the mighty God, demonstrating power, not in might, but in humility and sacrifice. The mighty God. Then he says that he's the everlasting father, a constant, eternal presence in our life. Everlasting father, a constant, eternal presence in our life. In other words, when, when you think you're by yourself, you're not. When you think that he has left you, he has not. He's watching you. He's watching you from a distance. You know what? How many of you, when, when you take your children to the playground, you know, they, 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 they didn't think they see you when they were playing, but you were watching them. You were watching if, if, rather, if a bully was going to come around and, and, and try to hit your kid. You were there to protect them. You were there to watch over them. And them, I don't understand it, but I tell you what, when you have a heavenly father who watches over you, Man, you say, God, you know what? I might don't feel you, but I know you're watching. God, I know that I'm going through the flood, and I'm going to be going through the fire, but I know you're watching me. When I go down underwater, you're going to reach down and pick me up and bring me out just like you did with Peter. That's who he is. He is that wonderful, mighty God. But, not, but he's also and he's the prince of peace. That brings peace that the world cannot give. Man, that wonderful peace. The world can try the best they can. But they ain't going to give you the peace you need. You can only find the peace in the presence of God. In the presence of the Lord. You can have the most comfortable bed. You can have as many my pillows you can have in your bed. And still have no peace. And you have no rest. Because rest and peace doesn't come from what we have. It comes from what we have inside of us. That we find the peace and the assurance from God himself. Able to rest at night. Man, that wonderful, wonderful peace. The, the prince of peace. This prophetic from Isaiah is not just a foretelling of events. It is a, a revelation that should fill us with awe. The coming of Christ in the world is a, is a marvelous event that should stir our hearts and mind. Man, nothing stirs the heart and mind than during this time of the year, the Christmas season. Because this Christmas season, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ changed the world. 
split the world in half. It changed everything. Think of it. The creator of the universe coming to us in a form of a vulnerable child. This is a mystery so profound, so wonderful that it surpasses human comprehension. We don't understand it, but man, oh, I know that it's marvelous. Oh, I know that it's amazing. I can't explain everything, but I know that I know for sure that he is the son of God. He is the coming Messiah. He is the savior of the world. Oh, I know that, that I'm in awe in the presence of God in this season, in this Advent season, as we anticipate the celebration of Christ's birth. Let us be filled with a sense of awe in Him. Let us marvel at the beauty and wonders of God's plan for salvation. Let the truth of Christ come and renew our hearts and mind, drawing us closer to Him in reverence and worship. That's it. I marvel who, who he is. Man, that's why every time we're in the presence of the Lord, every time that I get to be, that I have the privilege to be in the house of God, it's something to, be, to thank the Lord for. Something to, to marvel at his house, that, that, that when you come into the house of God, it's not a shore, it's not like a, a burden, it's not a problem. You know what? If, if coming to church is a problem, stay home. Man, we need to come to that. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise in my life. Listen, when you come to church, come with an attitude of worship. Oh, I know. I'm going to go this side. I feel the spirit of God. We come with an attitude of worship before God. They say, God, you are wonderful. Man, that, that, that I get, that I have the privilege to go to church this morning. Man, we live in a country that we still have that opportunity. Man, th there are brothers and sisters around the world that they don't have the privilege. They're, they're meeting in, in, in underground churches, in underground places because they don't have the freedom to worship God. And here we have the freedom to worship God and, and it's a bother. Man, that we say, God, I, I marvel at your awesomeness and your awe and your presence because of who you are. So I ask you today, as you reflect on this incredible promise of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, does it fill your heart with, with awe? Does it move you to worship, to praise, to adoration? For in this child, this Jesus, we find that hope in the fulfillment of all God's promises. You know, let us stand in awe of God's coming, of coming Christ. For in Him, we find the true meaning of Christmas in, in, the very, in our very heart of God's revealed to us. Let me give you one more. And it talks about this, the adoration of the Messiah. You know, as we turn our gaze to the New Testament, to the Gospel of Matthew, where, where we encounter the, the, the Magi, those wise men from the east, their journey and their purpose are encapsulated in a simple yet profound declaration. You know, the, the, the Magi or the, the wise men, they play such an important role in the adoration of the Messiah. The Bible tells us that in Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose 
and we have come to worship him. Now, you, you need to understand the, the significance, the importance of what? Of the Magi, the wise men, in this particular, in the story of Jesus. We call them back in, in our Mexico, we call them los reyes magos. You know, the Magi, the, the wise men. The wise men, this Magi, embark on a long and endurious journey, not for mere curiosity, but for worship. They say that they saw, they saw his star when he rose, and we have come to worship him. And they journey, they draw, they were drawn by a star, led to seek out not just a new born king by the king of kings he was just not a king he was the king over all the kings that's who he was and 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 when you understand the the significance and the importance their quest was fueled by desire to bow down in reverence before the messiah to offer him his their adoration now think about this the magnitude of of this act these were men of stature of wisdom and yet they humbled themselves before a child in a manger this was no ordinary child this was the promised messiah the savior of the world their adoration was not just a gesture of respect but in an acknowledgement of jesus divine authority and kinship i mean they were elite in their society where's pastor come on pastor eric they were elite in their society they were men of wisdom men of of prestige but they understood that hey we're going to worship him you know and and that is so important in our life this act of the the magi we found a powerful example for our own life i'm almost done you see Adoration of the Messiah is not a passive act. It is an active pursuit of pursuing the Lord. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a continuously, 24 hours a day, pursuing God. It's not only on Sunday morning when we gather to church, but it's also on Monday, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, throughout the week that we worship Him and acknowledge Him, then we magnify God because of who He is. And this, it is recognizing Jesus for who He truly is, our Lord, our Savior, our King, and responding with an awe, reverence, and worship. You know what? As we move through this Advent season, as we call to to follow the examples of the Magi. We seek Jesus with a heart full of adoration. We are not to be content with simply knowing about Him. We need to be driven to know Him. Because you can know about Jesus, but do you know Jesus? You can know about people. Like, there's a lot of people you connected on social media, but you don't really know them in person. Well, I have 10,000 friends. Well, ain't we impressed? 
How many of those you connect with? You know what I mean? Same thing in this situation. We, we, know, we can know about Him, but the, do we really know Him in a personal level? When you have a connection with somebody, it speaks of a... speaks of reverence you know when you captivate the heart of God into your life it requires response I've used this illustration before but let me use it one more time you know if so let's say let's assume Kim breaks down Kimberly breaks down on I-4 and Chico Pastor I, I, I need you to come pick me up I was say, well Kim let me see who I can call to come pick you up and help you out but if my wife calls hey I broke down on I-4 you know what I'm going to do whatever I'm doing is going to stop because because I have a direct line to her heart and she has a direct line to my heart and when you have a direct heart to, the, to each other's heart you, you, you respond quickly to that same thing with God we can come to church and, and we can just have, know about him but, but when you come to church and you get I know who he is I know his counselor marvelous wonderful he is my healer he's my provider he's my friend but he's also my king church it changes everything everything in our lives about him as we seek Jesus with a heart filled of adoration we're not to be content with simply knowing about him we need to be driven to know him to worship him to give him the reverence he deserves and in our adoration let us bring our best to him just as the Magi brought their gift our best not, not may not be gold or frankincense or, or myrrh but we can offer him our hearts and our lives are all to him. Say, God, give it all. If I you ask you today, are you ready to adore the Messiah? Are you prepared to give him the reverence and worship due to him? Man, we worship him because of who he is. For in adoring Christ, we find the true joy and peace that this season is all about. We can only find it in Jesus. You can't find it nowhere else but on the Lord. You can have the most expensive toys. You know about you buy your kids toys and a week later, two weeks later, they don't play with them anymore. And you know what I'm talking about? You, you, you work so hard to get him that toy. You know, remember when that, the Tickle Me Elmo toy was around? Karina was little, maybe two years old, three years old at that time, and she wanted me a Tickle Me Elmo. I, I, I searched high and low for a Tickle Me Elmo thing. And then we got it, and she played with it for a while, and then... But you know what? When you find Jesus... When you find Jesus, it changes everything. 
transforming in your life.